Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. Our children's children may be at the mercy of the Communist Party. We've got that story plus weird seeds. But first, Boris Johnson set to overhaul Britain's treason laws. The Sunday Mail described the overhaul as the biggest shakeup of the laws on treachery against the state since 1695. This story coming from DW.com. And again, everything we say will always be included in your show notes. This was all, of course, being done to counter the threat posed by knives, COVID, no, of course, Russia and China. The overhaul will see a new Treason Act and a new Espionage Act for tracking foreign agents and influencers, and they don't mean Instagram, as well as rewriting, or maybe they do, as rewriting of the Official Secrets Act to make it suitable, of course, for the digital era. Prime Minister wants the new measures on the statute books within months rather than years. In other new Cold War news, self-admitted liar Pompeo lays out new U.S. Cold War against China. This coming from antiwar.com, following nearly daily screeds against China, because of course, as everybody's essentially, everybody does a podcast now, of course, James, even all the government cronies and criminals, they're doing even more live streams and pressers and things than they usually would, of course, try and avoid it. Now they're leaning into it, I think. Following near daily screeds against China, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo laying out U.S. hostility and the goal of changing China as part of what is effectively a new Cold War, likening it to Cold War with the Soviet Union. Saying that the U.S. has changed Soviet behavior, Pompeo expressed confidence that they could change China as well, saying that the nations of the world have a duty to help help the U.S. to defend freedom. He also warned that our children's children may be at the mercy of the Communist Party. And this all, of course, harkens back to the same language of the historic Red Scares and the idea that China is a real threat to dominate the future is likely intended to, of course, scare Americans into supporting more hostility, because that's how you get Americans to support hostility, as, of course, opposed to a serious policy reality. Again, it's all saber-rattling and sort of warmongering and and fear-mongering. James, new Cold War gets, I don't know, if it gets colder or hotter, depending on which way we take the analogy. Right. Well, let's hope it stays cold rather than hot and people don't start actually losing their lives for this political maneuvering. But uh, on the Bojo UK treason law story, uh, people might notice that this comes hot on the heels of this new report from quote-unquote influential UK lawmakers finding that the UK government dropped the ball on Russian meddling. And oh, you know, we, we took our eyes off the prize and they've been meddling in our politics for years and now we're paying the price for it. That report being brought to you by the esteemed group of influential UK lawmakers, including Christopher P. Tape Steele. So take it for what it's worth, which is absolutely nothing. If you want more details on that, I'll direct you over to the Gray Zone uh, Aaron Mate had a report recently, UK-Russia report fearmongers about meddling, yet finds no evidence, which uh, concludes that a long-awaited UK report finds no evidence of Russian meddling, but this hasn't stopped the fearmongering. Uh, the report claims the UK government didn't find evidence because it didn't look for it, and backs increased powers for intelligence agencies and media censorship as a result. So, of course, they're going to overhaul the treason laws, and who knows what kind of garbage they're going to put in there, but it will not be good for civil liberties, as they're called, basic human rights, as uh, as they are more aptly known. Um, so no surprise there. But of course, this is the way they do it. They gin up these fake reports. They put out fake news headlines that skew what they didn't even find in those reports in order to 
create uh, public outcry. How are, How is the government going to respond to this? Oh, don't worry. We're going to make all these new laws to control what you can say and what you can do. So that's no surprise. This is exactly what these Cold War war scenarios are all about, is to crack down on domestic populations, more so than the big bad boogeyman. It is about you, controlling you and what you are doing. On that note, of course, we have Pompeo, lie, cheat, and steal liar at the State Department, coming out with the the announcement of Cold War 2.0. Uh, I, I, I mean, this is no surprise to anybody at this point, but at least they have put it on the table in black and white. We are in a Cold War scenario, and China is the enemy. Just type Cold War 2.0 into my search engine, you'll find I've been talking about this for at least six or seven years now, and repeatedly saying, yeah, Russia is kind of the big boogeyman at the moment, Russiagate and all this, but China is the real enemy, and this is the way they're going to be steering it. This is the 21st century conflict, and I've talked over and over and over about how it's a staged, phony, manipulated conflict, and you have the same characters, literally some of the same characters who were part of the opening up of China, like Kissinger, who are still part of the relations that are going on here under the table. Um, but anyway, there's a much bigger story. I hope people will delve into my archives for that. Um, but suffice it to say, yes, again, it is about you. It is about controlling you and cracking down on domestic populations in the name of the new Red Scare, which is the same as the old Red Scare, a bunch of baloney. James, maybe we'll get to see. I don't know. Uh, allegedly, uh, Bohemian Grove was going on. I assume Kissinger and the rest of the ghouls all there hanging out again. In in their face masks. Exactly. That's right. what I was hoping for. They would actually lean into the propaganda of, look how distanced we are at our weird occult ritual meetings. Uh, James, you were talking recently on, I think, the uh, recent episode you had recorded when you were interviewed, I think, back in, in Mexico several months back. And you were basically talking about how at least organized crime, at least sort of on the movie-style gangster version of it, at least you know what you get when you're dealing with them. And they don't lie to you about, they're your friend and a you know, social contract and blah, blah, blah. So the other interesting thing, James, about the UK, maybe they're going to try out... Maybe they're going to catch a case of Russian noia. Maybe they've looked at it and thought, I don't think the Americans will buy the Russian noia thing for America's next top president in 2020. I think they probably have other schemes up their sleeves. So as we think about that, James, we, of course, move to our second story this week on New World Next Week, episode 416 for July 30th, 2020. And it's really at the root of a lot of the issues and stories. It comes down to money. Gold's record price is all about dollar debasement. This is pretty good stuff from shiftgold.com. Gold broke its all-time price record, gold records, on Monday and held above that throughout the day. And it's easier to understand gold's record-breaking move if you look at it from the other side of the equation. This article, I think, James, basically looks at what's happening right now and talks about the way economics have always worked and the way they try and, of course, you know, force it to not work. The dollar is now at an all-time low compared to gold. In simple terms, the dollar is losing value, a direct result of the U.S. government borrowing and spending backed by the Federal Reserve money printing. Since the economy crashed, thanks to, of course, not a, a, a virus, it's thanks to the state's shutdowns in response to some strange virus, the federal government, of course, borrowed trillions of dollars for their so-called stimulus programs, the June budget deficit, bigger than all but five of the yearly deficits in American history. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is monetizing a big old chunk of that debt through its government bond purchase program. In effect, buying up U.S. debt and paying for it with 
money printed out of thin air. And of course, how long can you get away with that? Longer than you think, apparently, but it is buying up all that U.S. debt. All this is, of course, creating inflation. Rising price of gold reflects inflationary pressure. And interesting part, James, this little nugget, which I think will, of course, lead us into our third and final segment on this episode. Even Deutsche Bank's chief U.S. economist projects the Federal Reserve's balance sheet will continue to explode, James. And it has been quite the buzz. There has been a lot of buzz around gold. And just again, Precious metals and alternative so-called cryptocurrencies. A lot, a lot more this week recently. Absolutely right. And uh, let me give the hat tip to the author of this article, previous corporate report guest Michael Meharry. I think he puts the emphasis in the right place uh, when he says this is about the devaluation of the dollar. Because it's one of those things that is basic economic and monetary knowledge, but that is often precluded from the public's attention. Oh, wow, you know, when, when oil prices are spiking suddenly, oh, what's going on? Oh, could it have something to do with the fact that it's measured in dollars and the dollar is losing value? Well, how about when gold is suddenly bursting, hitting record or near record highs at the same time that crypto, as you say, is exploding at the moment and going back to parabolic levels? It's almost like the dollar is losing value, but you can't tell uh, if you are measuring it within the confines of this this post-1971 ending of the, the peg to the dollar peg to the gold because it's just floating against all these other currencies and the dollar isn't doing so bad against all these other currencies that are similarly devaluing. So you can't measure it against that. You have to measure it against something like gold or like some of these other uh, currencies that people are flocking to as they realize that the, the paper uh, isn't worth the paper it's printed on, essentially. So um, that is, that's kind of the broad picture of it, and it's it should be absolutely no surprise. Here's a recent headline that might have caught people's attention. Never before has so much stimulus been injected in the economy in a single quarter. Absolutely the most amount of inje- uh, injection of stimulus at a single time that has ever occurred in human history has just occurred in the past quarter. It's not going to let up. Uh, they're, they're continuing. In fact, the Fed uh, and Powell are now talking about Uh, They're going to have to out-dove the doves, and they're going to have to throw even more out there to surprise the markets yet again so they can continue to prop them up. They're openly talking about this. So do you think this is the beginning of the end, at any rate, of the, the dollar cycle? Yes, it really is. This is absolutely world historical times, and the monetary base of this is an incredibly important part of that. And oh, by the way, at the same time, uh, yes, they are, they're, uh, uh, limiting gold bullion production and distribution because of the pandemic. So the U.S. Mint has reduced the volume of gold and silver coins it's distributing to authorized purchasers as the coronavirus pandemic slows production. So there you go. There's another reason why gold is exploding right now. It's just another reason that perhaps keeping all of your eggs in the dollar basket at this time is probably not a wise long-term investment strategy. James, I was just talking on my morning show the other day that that I believe the governor of the Bank of England is talking openly about a digital dollar. Again, almost as though there's some sort of coordinated push and they're all rolling out their digital dollars pretty much all right on schedule with each other. I think the other thing that kind of goes with this is the whole $600 Trump bucks thing here in the States. I mean, it's essentially it's essentially universal basic income and it it's going to get real interesting real fast when suddenly you pay people to essentially not not do anything. I don't know. It's real, real interesting times here in the States, James. And 
I've already thrown a bunch at you on this episode 416 of Neural Next Week, but I'd like if you will indulge me because there is so much going on. Of course, we had taken the previous week off and taking a week off in this latest scheme is essentially like taking a month off. I would like to essentially moderate my own personal episode of Questions for Corbett. These are, I think, really strange stories in a way that have hit the mainstream because so-called conspiracy theory really is now the mainstream. So, James, first up, and this relates to everything we've just talked about, the, the coin shortage. And again, I'm grabbing most of these sources from the mainstream, USA Today. They, they've reached this sort of level. Coin shortage. COVID-19 shutdowns have created shortages of coins. And, well, I mean, the Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says the shutdowns caused by the pandemic have raised concerns about circulation of coins, which the Federal Reserve's 12 regional banks are in charge of supplying to commercial banks, blah, 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 blah. So what are the money masters up to here? Is this just another symptom, essentially, of what we've been discussing? Uh, yes. Do I have any sort of documentary proof that this was a planned first order uh, effect of this pandemic shutdown? Of, uh, obviously, I don't. But is it a consequence of all of the craziness of the global reset generally, it certainly is. And just an interesting side note, you might have seen uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, apparently there's a Chick-fil-A that is offering a coupon for a free entree in exchange for every $10 enrolled coins that guests provide. So as long as you can provide some coins, they'll, they'll feed you. I mean, it's getting crazy. And I'm sure... I'm sure there are people in the audience who have uh, experienced this firsthand. I'm pretty sure it's going to get even crazier. And of course, long term, this is part of the longer push towards digital dollars, digital currency, moving away from that filthy cash and those disappearing coins. Next up, uh, seeds from China. Again, this is coming from USA Today, but this has been talked about nearly all over the place. USDA says don't plant unsolicited packages of seeds, which you would think would be good advice. People across the country, this is, and I think there's even some reports in Canada as well, so essentially North American phenomenon. People across the country have reported receiving unsolicited packages of seeds in the mail that appear to be sent from China, and agricultural officials in 30 states are warning the public not to plant them. Ice Age Farmer doing good work, I think, on this weird story where he is noting, essentially, the food world order has gone mainstream. Agricultural warfare? People receiving mysterious, unsolicited packages of seeds in the mail from China. James, did you have this one on your 2020 Boogaloo bingo card? No, I, I must admit this one is a, is a bit strange. But um, the latest headlines that I'm seeing from the MSM, take it for what it's worth, is that this may be part of a worldwide scam to uh, send packages to people. You have their, their details, their info that they then use to write fake reviews on Amazon, question mark? I, I, the stories are sketchy at this point, but apparently this is some sort of scam in order to generate fake reviews on sites about successful delivery or something. I don't know. It sounds really strange at this point still, um, but maybe it's not agricultural warfare. I think we'll have to keep our eyes on this story. Pretty strange. Uh, I, I think the thing that kind of struck me today, as of course Wednesday is Food World Order Day on my morning monarchy broadcast, when you read the story, it essentially says, oh, well, the address says they're from China, so they must be. I couldn't help but make the comparison to, well, it says the hackers are from Russia, so they must be. Again, I think you can change the address label and maybe spoof where things are coming from. James, finally, in the strange mainstream conspiracy world, a whole slew of stuff that all wraps around together. Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein 
can prosecutors compel him to talk? So, of course, there's the Randy Andy element to all of this, essentially, international child kidnapping blackmail ring. The other interesting, of course, bloody story. Anti-feminist lawyer identified as primary suspect in shooting at federal judge Esther Salas's home. Anti-feminist lawyer is pretty much how any mainstream outlet that actually covered this talked about it. Fortunately, the work of Whitney Webb is actually going really wide. She's been working under... Uh, uh, Oh, now the new website, the name's going to escape me, but of course it is always there in the show notes. She's got a good piece on this. Alleged Solace family assailant previously worked for U.S.-Israeli intelligence-linked firm, essentially the CIA of Wall Street. The alleged gunman who killed the son of Esther Solace, the judge recently assigned to the Epstein Deutsche Bank case, worked for Kroll Associates, a company of corporate spies and mercenaries with ties to intelligence and also to Deutsche Bank. Another Kroll Associates creep, Jerome Hauer. Of course, OG 9-11 truthers will remember that name. He's got, of course, heavy ties to 9-11 and the anthrax attacks. And what a surprise, he is going to make bank on the COVID vaccine scam. So my last question for Corbett, James, this seems to connect to everything. Is this a cleanup operation? Is this limited hangout? Is it a little bit of all those things, all of the above? Yeah, I would say at least both of those uh, things are at play here. I don't think this is particularly surprising. I mean, since Maxwell got put in the slammer, there has been just the, the only question is, well, what are they going to do to steer this, shut it up, whatever, sweep it under the rug in one way or another? So this uh, is not particularly surprising, and it's not surprising that the mainstream media is going along with it. Anti-feminist lawyer, yeah, as if that's, or judge, as if that's the real heart of the story. So... As you say, it's good that the people like Whitney Webb are out there doing work on this. As I, I believe the uh, the website you're looking for is unlimitedhangout.com. So we'll direct people there um, for the latest updates to that story. And we'll see, continue to see how it unfolds. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only question I think in anyone's mind should be, well, how are they going to attempt to cover this up? And how will we expose it when they do? That's it. That's it. Uh James, we've been doing this for a long time. We'll continue to do it. I run my own radio stream, essentially, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I play news. I play music. I play all the latest Corbett reports, play all the latest Last American Vagabond episodes. I play some comedy, some old-time radio. It is, I think, radio like I would want to hear. I would love folks to come check it out at MediaMonarchy.com slash listen. James, appreciate you, buddy. All right. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Take care.